Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna sayyidana wa nabiyana wa maulana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دروشي Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home In the last session of Dars Hadith We touched on how the very strong Jewish tribe Banu Qaynuka Was banished and expelled from Madinatul Munawwara And also that evil man whose name was Ka'b ibn Ashraf Who maligned the honor and status of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and as a warning to all the other tribes he was assassinated unfortunately it paid no heed for the other two Jewish tribes as it flows in their blood treachery and disloyalty straight away in a very short matter of time again we see the same tactics that were applied at any given opportunity to make mischief to make trouble to incite to invite other tribes in and around Madinatul Munawwara inviting them to attack the Muslims and giving them the full aid the full support even reinforcements this was their policy. The other two tribes that were there, Banu Nazir and Banu Qurayza. So we have three tribes, the three main tribes, Jewish tribes in Madinatul Munawwara. We've dealt with Banu Qaynuqa. They were banished out and some of them settled in Khaybar. Now we have the two, Banu Nazir and Banu Qurayza. Very important to uh, learn the names in history we have a picture a very important picture that explains the true history and the events that unfolded in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam as for Banu Nazir they were not soldiers like Banu Qaynuka but again extremely powerful they did not spare a moment if any opportunity came to them to make life difficult for the Muslims one particular incident is narrated in the books of Sira which later on led to their violation of the treaty and they breached the treaty signed with Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted to meet with the leaders of Banu Nazir. He decided one day to go and visit their leader of the tribe Banu Nazir to explain to them that the best way forward is to live amicably, to respect each other, to show respect to Muslims and the Muslims will show respect to you also. And that is the best way forward. You've seen what has happened to Banu Qaynuqa. We don't want to repeat the situation here. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood up. With him was Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala, Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala, and Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam left the city of Medina. They lived in the outskirts of Madinatul Munawwara. Extremely rich people, they had their forts, their castles, they had their own separate area cut from the city of Madinatul Munawwara. When they saw Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam coming, in some of the narrations it is mentioned that they already started aliyazu billah, verbally swearing at Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam from a distance. And when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam got close to their castles, their forts, one of the Jewish uh, guards came along and he stopped Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and said to him that this is where you stop. Our leader has seen you coming and he will meet you very soon. He has told me that I must make you sit on this side of the gate. Now, close to that gate was this massive wall. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not enter in their zone. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam with his companions sat where he was told to sit. Aliyazu billah, very quickly, the Jews had their private meeting, the leaders, and they decided that what an opportunity we have. We have Rasulullah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, himself coming to us in our area. This is the best opportunity, Aliyazu billah, they conspired to injure and even go as far as killing Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For them killing was not a big issue. As Allah has mentioned in the Quran, وَيَقْتُلُونَ النَّبِيِّينَ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ And you've heard this verse many times. That their hands are stained in the blood of Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. So if an opportunity came to them, they would carry that opportunity that's in front of them without hesitating to the least. There was one man who was an intelligent man amongst them whose name was Maslama Salama bin Maksham. Salama bin Maksham. He cautioned them and he said to them that by doing this what they wanted is someone was to climb up the wall and to throw this large millstone on Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then you'd have other people guards who will attack Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Umar Farooq and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala so our job is done, we have no problem in the city of Medina, we will secure it, as it is trading was monopolized by the Jewish community so they were very very confident but this man Salama bin Maksham he said that if you do this, 
this will definitely constitute uh, the, the breaching the agreement that you have done with the Muslims they paid no uh, attention to that individual Salama bin Maqsama and he even said to them that I fear looking at the past history of this man who claims to be the Rasul of Allah it seems that his Lord informs him of everything what you intend to do his Lord informs him of everything what you, what you intend to do so I am afraid that what you are plotting now this information will come to him already and that is what exactly happened as Allah has said in the Quran and I will protect you from people here they are planning and plotting against Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Jibreel Amin comes in the habitation of Banu Nazir where they were living and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is informed Jibreel Amin is with Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam quickly stood up and made his way towards Madinatul Munawwara when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam got to Madinatul Munawwara obviously Revelation Wahi is Qat'i You can't doubt Wahi Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Called for Muhammad bin Maslima Delegated to him That at once immediately Go back to the forts of Banu Nazir And tell them That the Muslims are giving you an ultimatum Only 10 days To leave and vacate Madinatul Munawwara Only 10 days To leave and vacate Madinah Now how merciful was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa If he wanted with the army that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had the Mujahideen at that time in Madinatul Munawwara that overwhelming power was given to him, Aus, Khazraj even a lot of the Mushrikeen of Madinatul Munawwara had embraced Islam they could have easily penetrated in their zone and would have executed every single one of them but Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam merciful one gives them time and says to them I'm giving you 10 days even Banu Qaynuqa were given that opportunity to leave Madinatul Munawwara and nothing happened to them they left Madinatul Munawwara with their possessions and belongings again this opportunity is given to the people of Banu Nazir now we know that chameleon that's there whose name is Abdullah bin Ubay bin Sulul, the leader of the Munafiqeen he comes along, the middleman, and I told you this in the very first session the most dangerous person in Madinatul Munawwara at that time was Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul he is Raisul Munafiqeen the leader of all the hypocrites he comes along information is given to him Muhammad bin Maslama has already made his way towards the, the forts of Banu Nazir he quickly gets there meets the leaders he had access to to meet any of the leaders from the Jewish tribes he met them and he said look don't be scared whatever the Muslims tell you don't listen to them I am on your side if the Muslims were to attack you I will provide 2000 reinforcements from my followers to be with you, to side with you, they will be your allies. And that is a guarantee. Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul had this tongue, very convincing tongue. 
anybody who would listen to him would say that this man is nothing but the truth. This man is nothing but the truth. Very convinced. And they fell for him, Banu Nazir. And they said to Muhammad bin Maslama in a very arrogant way, Go and tell your leader, Aliyazu Billah, Muhammad bin Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Do what you want, we are staying here. Do what you want, we are staying here. And Muhammad bin Maslama came back with the information. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam got very angry. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood up and he said, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Three times he said, Allahu Akbar. And he said to the companions that now prepare for jihad against Banu Nazir. I have given them an opportunity. They even wanted, they plot to kill the Nabi of the time, Aliyazu Billah. They provoke, they conspire, they incite the other uh, tribes that are outside Madinatul Munawwara. Every chance is given to them. And even now, they want to stand against the Muslims. Abdullah said to everybody, stand up. And the banner was given to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. When they went for jihad, this was uh, customary in the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And in fact, all the armies had their own banners. Hazrat Ali was the man in charge. He had the banner. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was with him also. Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam followed the mujahideen as they went towards uh, the forts of Banu Nazir. Allahu Akbar, what was uh, Abdullah bin Ubay going to do? It is mentioned in the Quran, Wahi came, he said to the Banu Nazir leader, وَإِن قُتِلْتُمْ لَنَنْسُرَنَّكُمْ That if they fight with you, rest assured, we will come and we will support you. وَإِن قُتِلْتُمْ لَنَنْسُرَنَّكُمْ We will help you. The Mujahideen, the Muslims came along and Banu Nazir were already scared. Now, they were not fighters like Banu Qaynuqa and Banu Qurayza. They were scared. But they had an advantage. The strategic advantage they had was that they were on a very high uh, surface up the hills. And the Muslims were further down below. And further down below there were a lot of palm trees. So it was difficult for the Muslims to fight and to shoot the arrows and the arrows that were coming down from their castles. So it was extremely difficult for the Muslims to retaliate and to fight back. The siege was on for approximately 15 days according to one narration. <clears throat> Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at the situation and he said to the companions that it is becoming very, very difficult for the Muslims to retaliate, to fight back. What we need to do is that the palm trees belong to Banu Nazir anyway. So cut down all the trees. Cut down all the trees. Allahu And there, the Muslims started cutting down the trees. This is also mentioned in the Kalam of Allah. مَا قَطَعْتُمْ مِنْ لِينَةٍ أَوْ تَرَكْتُمُهَا قَائِمَةً عَلَىٰ أُصُولِهَا فَبِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ That the tree you cut and the trees that you left, everything was with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Otherwise, when you go for jihad, there are rules and regulations. Private properties must be maintained, preserved. Nothing should happen to them. Civilians must be protected. Trees, animals, everything must be secure and protected. Nothing must happen. And therefore, this ayat karima was revealed. That the trees that you cut was from the permission given to you by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the trees came down, it was easy target for the Muslims. In a matter of 15 days, things became very, very difficult for the people of Banu Nazir. And slowly, they had no choice but to surrender. Some of the Jews were looking further back in Medina to Munawwara, hoping that maybe the 2,000 will come from the back somewhere to attack the Muslimin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul as shaitan in the Quran. Allah says, كَمَثَلِ shaitan." What does shaitan do? إِذْ قَالَ لِلْإِنسَانِ He tells the insan, look, become a kafir. Deviate from the straight path. Become a kafir. فَلَمَّا kafar, And when he does kufr, قَالَ إِنِّي بَرِيءٌ مِّنْكَ He pushes himself away from that incident. He says, I don't even know you. Now you've committed kufr. It is your problem. And this is what exactly Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul would do. He would say, give them uh, a lot of encouragement, I will be there, but at the right time, he is not there. The Muslims were there, Allahu Akbar, they came down, and one of them said that we will surrender to whatever the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has said, and we will vacate and leave Madinatul Munawwara. Again, the merciful one. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said to them, now these are Jews that I'm talking about. Take with you all your belongings, whatever you can. You have the full permission. Nothing will be taken by the Muslims. Subhanallah. It is said that Banu Nazir at that time loaded 600 camels with all their positions. They did not leave anything for the Muslims, including the pegs. Including... The pegs, the pegs were also taken. The only thing that the Muslims did not allow to take were the weapons that they had. The weapons were all taken by the Muslims. But anything else, it's up to you. If you can carry, go. Subhanallah al-Azim, now you see again that entire zone of Banu Nazir, their castles and their forts and the entire zone absolutely being vacated quickly 600 camels now moving out of Medina to Munawwara. Where do they go and take refuge? Some of them go to Syria, Sham, but majority of them go back to Khaybar. Majority of them go back to Khaybar. And we need to link up with Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala at Khaybar. So now we've dealt with two of the Jewish tribes, Banu Nazir and Banu Qaynuka. Banu Nazir and the most important part is what happens with the last Jewish tribe living in the city of Madinatul Munawwara, which is Banu Qurayza. Banu Qurayza. It is said that on uh, the on the fifth year of Hijri, after Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam migrated to Madinatul Munawwara, the month of Zilqa'da. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa was returning back again from 
a decisive battle, just like the battle of Badr, the battle of Uhud. Nobody looks at the time. Abhi toh bohat time hai. Phir aap logo ko chutti hai, mein toh haj ke liye jaunga. Phir aap ko chutti hoogi. Aaj inshallah isko aap pura kar le. Ji? So, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was coming back. The battle of Ahzab, the battle of the trench. The battle of the trench. Now this was not much of a physical war, but it was the battle of nerves. Nevertheless, it was a, a decisive event in the Islamic history. Muslims were very, very tired. Very, very tired. We won't go and cover the whole story of the battle of Ahzab. Just to continue from that point that the battle had been completed and the Muslims were returning back to Madinatul Munawwara, the companions had their armor of jihad on and also their weapons. As Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to Madinatul Munawwara, it was close towards uh, Fajr, after Fajr and going towards Zuhur time. Some of the kafla, the caravan people came a bit late, the mujahideen. And just before Zuhur, Hazrat Jibreel Amin came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the riwayat it comes that Hazrat Jibreel Amin came with his sword and his uniform of jihad. His uniform of jihad with a sword. Jibreel alayhi salam ki talwar kaise hogi bhai? Allahu Akbar. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw Jibreel all of a sudden at noon in the intense heat Jibreel Amin is here. And he says to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that I see the mujahideen are now taking out their armor of jihad and putting down their weapons when the battle is not yet over. Yeah. Allah has sent me and instructed me to tell you that none from the mujahideen must rest. They were extremely tired and exhausted. Yeah. They come to Madinatul Munawwara and Allah does not give them a single minute to rest. Now this battle, the battle of Qurayza, the fights, this was a direct command from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the case of Banu Nazir and in the case of Banu Qaynuqa, it was the decision made by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But here, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had no choice. For Banu Qurayza, Jibreel Amin comes. And he said that none must take out their uniform, their armor, their, their, their helmets and their swords. Immediately everyone must go towards Banu Qurayza and fight them. Jibreel Amin says to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I am going ahead and Allah has instructed me to quake the earth where the, the people of Banu Qurayza are living. Zameen ko zara mutazalzal kar just to put fear and create a bit of terror in their hearts. So Jibreel Amin went forward. Subhanallah lazim, a little tsunami, well not a tsunami, a quake, earthquake for them. Warning them that now the Muslims are coming. Subhanallah, how did Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam obey the command of Allah? As Allah says, go immediately to Banu Qurayza. He gathered all the companions and he said to them that I want none of you to perform Salatul Asr on the road. Everyone will perform Salatul Asr in the habitation of Banu Qurayza. Yeah. 
Why Allah has instructed me, immediately you must go to fight Banu, the people of Banu Qurayza. Now on the way again, that masla ijtihad, some of the people were saying that do we pray our asr salah, it's getting late. Some of them said no, that is a masla in itself. Again, these are masail of ijtihad. Nevertheless, all of the companions gather at uh, Banu Qurayza. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is there. Again, the flag is given to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. The man in charge of Madinatul Munawwara is Abdullah bin Maktoum. Abdullah bin Maktoum. He was a Sahabi and a blind Sahabi. He was in charge in Madinatul Munawwara whilst Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was out of Madinatul Munawwara. This time, the siege was laid for approximately 25 days. In the case of Banu Nazir, it was for 15 days. And for Banu Qurayza, it was 25 days. Now the leader of Banu Qurayza, his name was Ka'b ibn Asad. Ka'b ibn Asad. He saw what was happening and he said to his people that look, I have a, a few proposals to make to you. And I want you to accept one. Now the Muslims are there, 3,000 in number or much more. And the people were scared. Jibreel Amin had slightly shaken them also. So they were feared. They were scared. They knew exactly that defeat was in front of them. So this man, Ka'b ibn Asad, was a clever man, intelligent man. He said to the people that the first choice I give you is that all of us know here and the rabbis that are in front of me, we all know that this man, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his description is in the Torah and that he is the Rasul of Allah. So my first proposal is that we should all become Muslims and embrace Islam. And again now, the rabbis that were there, the Jewish people that were there, the leaders, and they say, Ka'b ibn Asad, you are telling us to become Muslim? And he said, you know in the scriptures that Nabi that was to come can only be this man of the Qurayshi people, Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they rejected. They said, no, this we cannot accept. Out of anger, then he said, then the second choice I give you is that why don't all of you go and kill your women folks and your children and then stand up to fight the Muslims. So at least our women are not humiliated and our children are not taken as prisoners. So kill your women folks and your children and then all the men we will fight. Save us that humiliation. And they said to Ka'b ibn Asad, how can we do that? kill our own family members or this is what is in, mentioned in the Quran that they love life life is very important for them they fear death and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran that if you say that you are very very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that Allah loves you a lot and that you are the dear ones to Allah فَتَمَنَّوُ mawt then why don't you pray for death? In kuntum sadiqeen, if you are truthful. فَتَمَنَّوُ mawt. Tamanna karo maut ki. Everybody, somebody who wants to go for hajj, he is eager, he wants to get to the maidan of Arafat. If you love Muhammad Mustafa, 
sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you want to get to Madinatul Munawwara. When you love someone, you want to quickly meet him. So you claim that you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The quickest way to get to Allah is to die. فَتَمَنَّوُ maut. So make dua, supplicate, so that you die quickly. فَتَمَنَّوُ maut in كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينُ Are they going to make dua for death? No. Subhanallah alazim. The second proposal was also cancelled, rejected. And now the third proposal. Ka'b ibn Asad said that, look, even the Muslims know that the Jews don't fight on a Saturday, Yawm Sabt. Let's take the Muslims by surprise by attacking them on a Saturday. So on a Saturday they will feel relaxed that the Jews don't fight on a Saturday. So let's attack them on a Saturday. And the rabbis stood up. Don't you know that our forefathers were transformed into monkeys for fighting on a Saturday? So you want us to fight on a Saturday? Again, Ka'ab ibn Asad got so fed up and he said, the problem with you and all your forefathers is that you never come to a decision. You can do what you want. You can do what you want. Now this is the leader of the Jewish tribe Banu Paraiza. Stay alert, huh? Inshallah, in a few minutes we will end the session. Now, the siege is on. The difficulty is there. The Muslims are also down below, making sure that none can get out. It was a difficult moment for the Jews of Banu Qurayza. They came up with a proposal that the closest to us from the Muslims is a man whose name is Abu Lubaba. Abu Lubaba. What a beautiful name. Abu Lubaba. Abu Lubaba. Now Abu Lubaba had good ties with the Jewish people. He was a sincere Sahabi. But he would often go, he had access to meet these people. They said that call Abu Lubaba, maybe he can be a good broker and that he can come up with some solution, a mediator. And we will listen to him. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the merciful one said, right, you want Abu Lubaba? No problem. Hazrat Abu Lubaba radiallahu ta'ala an comes. Abu Lubaba radiallahu ta'ala an comes. Now the Jewish ladies and the children and everyone there come and they greet Abu Lubaba and they say, Abu Lubaba, look what has happened. The Muslims have surrounded us. What are we to do? Hazrat Abu Lubaba said to them, in my opinion, you must surrender to the Muslims, to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And in saying that, the one thing what he did was that he looked at the Jews, those that knew him, and he said to them, what did he do? That's all he did. And they got even scared. <laughs> now what he did with his hands, he touched his throat as if someone is slitting your throat. Indicating to them quietly that the Muslims are very angry, they have in mind to execute all of you. <laughs> now, doing that, Abu Lubaba, a Mukhlis Sahabi, felt that he has betrayed Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Somehow, he feels that he has divulged information which was secret which was not to be informed, not to be diverged. 
And so he started weeping and crying in front of the Jews just by doing that. And he stood up and he cast, kissed the hands of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, no, I can't talk to these people, I've done something wrong. Quickly he went to the masjid, said to his wife, get a rope for me. And he tied himself to one of the pillars of the masjid. Yeah. Allahu Akbar. And he said to his family members that I have betrayed my Nabi. But Allah knows in my heart my iman is strong. Now, even the slightest form of uh, disrespect or information given was a major sin for the companions. Now this was not even intentional. Just talking casually he did that. He felt that this was betrayal to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He tied, the wife tied him to the pillar. And he said that I will only leave for salat, salat al-maktubah, for farz namaz and for me to go to the toilet. Otherwise I will tie myself here, no food, no nothing. Until Allah decides my fate. Until Allah decides for me what he wants me to do. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to inquire what happened to Abu Lubaba and information was given to him. Allah's Nabi said, may Allah have mercy on Abu Lubaba. Only if Abu Lubaba came to me, I would have interceded for him to my Lord and I would have asked forgiveness on his behalf and Allah would have forgiven him. But now that he has taken this issue uh, to himself, it is between him and Allah. It is between him and Allah. So in Masjid al-Nabwi today you have one pillar, sutun, which says, Ustuwana tu Abu Lubaba. One should go there and perform two rakats nafalli. Ustuwana tu Abu Lubaba. That is the exact pillar. Now in Masjid al-Nabwi you'll have a lot of changes. But as far as the pillars are concerned, the pillars have not been changed in a sense that the, that pillar where we have, to, the pillars that we have today, was in, is in the same location where the pillars were in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, the pillars have not been changed for that matter. It is that right location. Ustuwanay Abu Lubaba. Now again, going back to the same situation, what do we do with the people of Banu Qurayza? The second option, the companions came and they said, Ya Rasulullah, if Abu Lubaba is not here, then remember that the people Banu Qurayza have been allies of the Aus tribe, the Aus tribe, and the leader of the Aus tribe is Saad bin Muaz. Let's ask them if they are happy to take Saad bin Muaz as a mediator for them. So the Muslims informed the Jewish people that if Saad bin Muaz was to give his decision what to do with Banu Qurayza, would you accept that and would you accept him as your mediator also? Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az had received injury in the battle of Ahzab, an arrow was shot to his artery, so he was injured in Madinatul Munawwara. The Jews were very very happy, because they knew Sa'ad bin Mu'az was from the tribe of Aus, and Aus was an ally to the Banu Qurayza, before the coming of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They said, so if Abu, Abu Lubaba, if he is gone, so Sa'ad bin Mu'az is the best option. Sahaba go to Madinatul Munawwara, Sa'ad bin Mu'az is lifted up on an animal with the injuries and Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az radiallahu ta'ala and comes. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that mashwara has been done that you have to pass a decision with the people of Banu Qurayza and the Jews are even happy with this. The Jewish tribe is happy. 
And Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az with his injury stood up and he looked at the people in front, the Jewish people, and he said that you are happy with what I decide for you, my decision, and they agreed. Whatever you say, we will agree. Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az was a learned scholar. This man was an incredible Sahabi. He also studied the Torah and he said to the people that I will give my decision in accordance to the Torah. In accordance to the Torah because you are Jewish people. And he looked at Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now I want, to, I want you to compare the situation with Banu Nazir, Banu Qaynuqa and Banu Qurayza. And he said to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam at that time and, and the Jewish people that were there that I want all the men, all the men to be executed and beheaded. All of them should be killed. And the women and the children we will take as prisoners. When they heard this decision from the mouth of Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az radiyallahu ta'ala an, it was a shock for them. Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az is saying that everyone should be executed. Decision was given and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says fine. Whatever Sa'ad bin Mu'az says, that is fine. The women and the children were taken as prisoners. And all the men were gathered, taken out from their forts, taken to Madinatul Munawwara. And every single one of them was executed. Every single one of them was executed. Now possibly one might be thinking that, what, why not with Banu Nazir and Banu Qaynuqa? They were given the chance to go to Syria. But with Banu Qurayza, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is rahmatul alameen. The reason all of them were executed, they played a different role as compared to their brethren Jewish tribes. In the battle of Ahzab, when 10,000 Qurayshi mushriks came from Makkah to fight the Muslims, the first tribe to violate and breach their agreement was Banu Qurayza, and every single one of them sided with Mushrikeen to fight the Muslims. And the Muslims were injured. And it was an extremely difficult situation for the Muslim. Because on one side in the battle of the trench, it was the Kuffar were trying to come into Medina. And in Medina to take control was difficult. Because now you had the Jewish tribe Banu Qurayza internally fighting the Muslims. So it was a difficult moment. And in accordance to Torah, anyone who takes up arms against you and who tried to kill you, in retaliation you do the same. And this was the verdict given by Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az radiallahu ta'ala. These people were merciless and pitiless. The Banu Qurayza people even attacked the Muslim women and children that were secured in a garrison. They attacked where the Muslim women were. And if it, if it was not for the bravery of one single lady, uh, and, I, and I don't recall her name, she, she is the daughter of Abdul Muttalib. If it, if it was not the bravery for that one lady, she, she picked up a, a, a wood, a broken branch, a wood, 
and very quietly hit that on one of the Jewish soldiers that was coming and he died instantly. And they thought that this entire garrison has been secured and is well guarded by the Muslims. Otherwise, there was a possibility that they would have come and massacred and would have killed all the Sahabiyat, Muslim women and also the children. So they had no mercy. Otherwise, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would not have taken this decision. But it was their doings that fell back onto them. And after this decision, it is said that Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az, the injury got severe. And in a few days, Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az passed away. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, for the janazah salat of Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az, 70,000 angels came down. 70,000, and this is in the hadith. For no Sahabi, Allah's Rasul has said, اِحْتَزَّ الْعَرْشُ بِمَوْتِهَا That the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started to shake when the ruh of Sa'ad bin Mu'az was taken out from his body. Imagine what a great Sahabi he must be. And at that vital moment, the decision that he came up with. Allahu Akbar. And it is said that when he was buried... The one thing with the grave of Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az that there was khushbu fragrance that was coming out from the grave of Hazrat Sa'ad bin Mu'az radiallahu ta'ala. This was the fate with all the tribes in Madinatul Munawwara, Banu Quraiza, Banu Nazir and Banu Qaynuqa. Insha'Allah ta'ala, if Allah wills, after uh, the return back from Hajj, we will continue with the, with the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Dua Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina This is the last session inshallah And then after hajj Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Wa maulana muhammadin nabil ummi Wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Allah Is majlis ko kabool farma Allah Rahim is majlis ko kabool farma Allah ye no jawan saathi baithe huye hai Allah inke baithne ko kabool farma Ya Allah dunya ke کام میں مشغول ہو سکتے تھے لیکن اللہ اور اس کے رسول کی محبت کی وجہ سے وہ بیٹھتے ہیں اللہ تو تو بہانہ ڈھونتا ہے اللہ اس مجلس کو قبول فرما لے اللہ اس مجلس میں جتنے لوگ بیٹھے ہوئے ہیں بیمار ہیں ان کو شفا دے گھر پر سن رہی ہے مستورات اللہ جو بیمار ہیں ان کو شفا دے جس کی جو حاجت ہے اللہ اس حاجت کو پورا فرما اللہ اس حاجت کو پورا فرما اللہ اس مجلس کو ایسی پاک مجلس بنا کہ فرشتے اس کو گھیر لیتے ہیں اللہ اس کو مقبول فرما اللہ اس کو مقبول فرما اللہ ہمارے دلوں میں صحابہ کرام اجمعین کی محبت ڈال دے صحابہ کرام اجمعین کے عاشق بن جائے اور ہمارے لئے آسان کر دے کہ ہم نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی سنت کے اوپر چلے اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ ہمیں برکت دے جسم میں برکت دے اللہ جسم میں برکت دے عمر میں برکت دے ہر چیز میں برکت دے آنکھوں میں یا اللہ کان میں زبان میں ہاتھ میں پیر میں جسم کی ایک ایک گوشے میں اللہ ہمیں برکت دے اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ جس کی جو پریشانی ہے اس پریشانی کو دور فرما اللہ جس کی جو پریشانی ہے اس پریشانی کو دور فرما وصل اللہ تعالی علی خیر خلقی محمد وعلی آلہ وصحابی وزواجی وزریاتی وحلی بیتی اجمعین برحمتی کیار حمر رحمین